0: This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Guidestone. Guidestone envisions a world transformed by Christian investing. Through screening, advocacy, and impact investing, their investment strategies allow investors to be more proactive with their investment dollars to make a meaningful difference in the world while preparing for their financial future. Learn more at GuidestoneFunds.com.
1: One of the best ways to save for your kids' education is now even more attractive. Hi, I'm Rob West. For more than 20 years, 529 Education Savings Plans have helped families pay for qualified school expenses while enjoying a tax benefit in the process. But there was also a major drawback. I'll talk about that today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, if you've ever wondered how 529 plans got their name, it goes back to 1996 when Congress enacted Section 529 of the Internal Revenue Code, allowing states to establish and administer the plans. Each state has its own plan and they have differing benefits and requirements, but the common ingredient is that the money put into a 529 savings plan grows tax-free and withdrawals for qualified education expenses are also tax-free. The money can be used for grades K-12 through as well as college. So it's similar to a Roth IRA in that contributions are not deductible on your federal tax return. However, more than 30 states offer some kind of tax break. So depending on where you live, you could be eligible for state tax deductions or credits if you invest in a 529. These plans also offer you some flexibility in case things change. If one child doesn't use all of the money in the account, the beneficiary can usually be changed later to a different direct relative. In theory, a single account could survive for generations. Another nice feature, anyone can contribute, but it's usually better to have the account in a parent's name. There's also a potential financial aid advantage to a 529 plan. The FAFSA form, that is Free Application for Federal Student Aid, counts money held in 529 plans at a lower rate than money in other accounts. That means money in a 529 plan won't count against you as much as other assets when applying for aid. You can invest in any state's 529 plan and use the money to pay for an eligible college in any state. So 529 plans are flexible in many ways, but they come with one major restriction. Once you open a 529 account and put money into it, you've committed the money for education. If you don't use it for eligible expenses, those withdrawals will incur a 10% penalty and will also be subject to federal income taxes on the investment gains. And that's why more families haven't taken advantage of 529 savings plans. But all that is about to change as 529 account holders get a new way to rescue unused funds. As a part of the $1.7 trillion spending package passed last month, money left over in a 529 savings plan can be rolled over into a Roth IRA without incurring taxes or penalties starting in 2024. That's a potentially huge development as it removes a major drawback to 529 plans and will likely encourage more families to open the accounts. It's unclear how much unused money might be transferred from 529 plans to Roths, but in 2021, there were nearly 15 million 529 accounts holding almost $500 in assets. That's about $30,000 per account. Critics of the new provision say it's a handout to the rich because wealthier families are more likely to have 529 plans than lower-income families and because the provision doesn't carry income limits. It does, however, have a number of other restrictions. For one, there's a lifetime limit of $35,000 on transfers, and rollovers are still subject to annual Roth contribution limits. In 2023, that limit is $6,500 or $7,500 if you're over age 50. Also, like any custodial account, once the funds go in, they become the property of the beneficiary. That means a 529 rollover can only be made to the beneficiary's Roth account, even though a parent or grandparent may be the owner. Most graduates with leftover 529 money won't be able to immediately roll it over to a Roth. To be eligible, the 529 account must have been open for at least 15 years and contributions and earnings must be in the account a minimum of five years before they can be transferred. Here's one thing. You want to save as much as possible for education so you can avoid borrowing. Remember Proverbs 22.7? The borrower is slave to the lender and one of the best ways to avoid borrowing is with a 529 savings plan. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. We are
2: grateful for support from LightPoint Portfolios, which seeks out family and faith friendly investments for 401k and 403b plans, integrating faith values and fiduciary duty. LightPoint Portfolios offers retirement plans for a variety of organizations, such as businesses, nonprofits, and churches. And we're grateful for their sponsorship of the MoneyWise program. More information is available at lightpointportfolios.com.
0: What if buying groceries, gas, or dining out could help change lives? With Christian Community Credit Unions, cards that give to missions, you can help spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children with every purchase at no cost to you. Apply for your card today. More information is available at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. The credit union is an underwriter of this ministry. Membership eligibility required.
1: Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host. This is where we apply the wisdom from God's word to your financial decisions and choices. What are you thinking about? Let's talk about it. Financially speaking, we've got some lines open for your questions today at 800-525-7000. The calls are coming in quickly, so if you've got a question, why don't you get in line and so we can tackle that with you today. 800-525-7000. Before we head to the phones, uh, we started today on the topic of debt. Uh, You may be someone who's been thinking about, perhaps you're concerned about or struggling with credit card debt, but don't know where to start. Well, let me break it down into two categories. If you have less than 4000 in credit card debt, generally speaking, the snowball method is the most effective. What is that, you ask? Well, that's essentially where you start with your budget, Get all your bills covered, look for places to cut back, you can free up margin, something left over at the end of the month. Now, line up the cards, the credit cards from smallest to largest balance, Uh, pay the minimums on all of them. But that margin that you freed up in your family budget, well, apply 100% of that excess to the the balance uh, that's the smallest. Let's get that one knocked off. Maybe that's three or four months from now. It's gone. Well, that's going to give you the momentum, the encouragement to keep going right down the line. And uh, the data says that... If you use that snowball method and see some progress, you're probably much more likely to continue making progress until everything's paid off. Now, if you have more than 4,000 in credit card debt, well, our good friends at Christian credit counselors and underwriter of this program offers a debt management program that can get you out of debt 80% faster while honoring your debt in full. You'll have a fixed monthly payment that fits into your budget. They'll help you come up with that. And through the lower interest rates, they're able to access with your existing creditors? Well, it's a very effective strategy. You can learn more at christiancreditcounselors.org and get started today. All right, let's take your phone calls. 800-525-7000. We're going to begin in Farmington, New Mexico. Go right ahead, Roger.
2: Hello. Uh, I have a CD that's going to be uh, maturing this week. Um, it's a sizable amount. I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to share that. Um, I'm thinking of different options based on what I'm learning and being told of. Uh, By the way, I do have a a financial advisor or planner, and it's through him that I learned about uh, MYGA. I forget what that stands for. But as I understand it, uh, instead of a CD, it's uh, through, I guess, an insurance uh, company, and the interest rates are much higher than most CDs. Um, as an example, you know four plus percent on the I call them mygas.
1: Okay. Just yeah. <laughs> and and you said M Y G A. Is that right? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, do you think that's a, a basically a guaranteed annuity? I suspect a multi-year guaranteed annuity is what he's talking about. Uh yeah, they they offer guaranteed fixed interest rates for a period of time, usually between uh 3 and 10 years. Um you know, if you want tax deferral and a guaranteed rate of return, it is an option. Um and so you certainly could look at that. Uh CDs are paying obviously much better rates now than they were previously as the Fed fund rates uh, Fed funds rate has continued to rise, and it will continue uh this year in twenty twenty three based on what the Fed is telling us for instance i'm looking at a uh, a uh four and three quarters percent seed, uh, one and a half year c d right now um you know that's nearly five percent for the next year and a half uh you know you could push that out about the same level about four point six percent for as much as five years. And um, you know that's a, a pretty good rate of return, and rates are continuing to rise, so I think we'll see that move higher. And so, uh, you know, one of the benefits of keeping the money is the annuities tend to be complex, and they've got surrender charges if you need to get your money back. Whereas with the CD, you'd have access to your money at the end of the term, and you could either roll it over, or if you need to take a portion of it to do something with, you could certainly do that as well. So I think that's the question: is whether you want 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 to lock it up into an annuity product that has some complexity and, uh, you know, some of the, um, you lose some of the liquidity in terms of, you know, until that surrender charge is, uh, until those run out, which could be, you know, as much as seven years, versus a CD where, you know, if you built a CD ladder, maybe you've got a one, a two, and a three-year CD ladder, a third and a one-year CD, a third in two years, third and three years, and then every 12 months, you're rolling a portion of that over to take advantage of higher rates, but you're also having a liquidity event at that point where you can get access to the funds without an Penalties or charges at that point. Does that make sense, Roger?
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's what I have done. I had a, uh, one year, 24 month, and 60 months. Um, okay. 60 months is maturing this week. And I did kind of that latter effect. Um, the others I, I uh, reinvested elsewhere through uh, suggested investments through my advisor. Um, so, yeah, this, this one coming up. Uh, you know, I mentioned MIGAs and you mentioned the CDs which I uh, I have a printout from my credit union right now you know, I went to them last week and their current rate uh, range is, well, the, the high end is about 3.3 3, and surprisingly that's only for a uh, 3.25, excuse me and uh, pr- surprisingly that's just for a one year uh,
0: uh, versus
2: yeah. 2.25 for a 60 month so
1: sure Sure. Well, I think you first you got to decide kind of which direction you want to go. Uh, if you want to stay with the CDs, there are better options out there. So, for instance, if you had to bankrate.com, if you're comfortable using the internet again, bankrate.com, and you were to click on the CD button, uh, they will show you who has the best offers right now for CDs. And what you'll find is that, you know, with a FDIC insured online bank that's, you know, has five star rating, which, you know, just has to do with the, uh, it's, it's rated objectively by the bank rate team on a number of factors, including service and the strength of the institution. Uh, you'll find that, you know, I'm looking at a CD right now from a five star rated online bank at 4.15 for 12 months. I'm looking at another one for, uh, a one-year CD at 4.3. So there are other options. You'll get that FDIC insurance and you'll have liquidity in a year with a great rate in the meantime. So I'd check that out, Roger, at bankrate.com. Just do a search. You can put in your, you know, term length you're looking for, whether it's a one-year, two-year, or more, and find out who has the best options and then take advantage of it. If you want to go with the annuity, you certainly could. Just make sure you understand what you're getting into and what kind of surrender periods you'll need to wait before you get access To the funds without paying any penalties. We appreciate you calling today, sir. God bless you. Thanks for being a part of the program. Folks, uh, we're going to be taking more of your questions. We've got some lines open at 800 525 7000. First, a quick email though. We receive questions all the time at askrob at faithfi.com. We try to get as many of them on the air as we can. Uh, This one comes to us from Ann. She says, We try to honor God by tithing on the gross income from our jobs. We own and rent out two single family homes. One is paid for, one has a mortgage. Should we tithe on the total amount of rent we receive from our tenants or on the rental income minus expenses? And I would say, Anne, if you're applying the principle of the tithe, which is on the increase, specifically as it relates to a business, and that's what I would put this uh, rental property in the category of, then you would tithe on the income minus expenses, and those expenses would include the interest, uh, you know, paid on the mortgage. So uh, I would look at the net amount that's available as profit to either be paid to you or retained at the end of the year, and then tithe on that amount. That's truly your increase with your business, not with your income, but with a business. Thanks for writing to us. We're going to take a quick break. Much more to come on faith and finance. Stay with us. If you enjoy this radio program, you're going to love all of the many different resources waiting for you at faithfi.com. You'll find more powerful wisdom, podcasts, articles, videos, and more from partners like the National Christian Foundation, Sound Mind Investing, and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Connect with the community of thousands of
2: Christians striving to be good and faithful stewards and check out all of the free biblical financial advice at faithfi.com. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive, real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC.
1: Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls and questions today on anything financial looks like we have one line open, 800-525-7000. is the number to call. Hey, it's a new year, so it's naturally a good time to review your budget. Well, to help, we're offering some special savings when you download the FaithFi app. Uh, Not only can you manage money like other leading apps, but you'll also get access to leading biblical financial resources and a community of like-minded believers also on their own stewardship journey. Uh, No other finance uh, app offers all these elements in one place specifically built for believers. So just go to faithfi.com. That's our brand new website at faithfi.com and click the app button to get started. And know that when you use the app, you're helping to fund our ongoing outreach to share God's financial principles with others. All right, back to the phones we go. Lines are full. Some great questions coming up. Let's head to Alabama. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead.
0: Hey, thanks, Ralph. For taking my call. My sure. son is 39. He has a traditional 401k with the company that we work for. He was thinking about moving some to the company-sponsored 401 a raw. He knows it's going to be a taxable event if he passes some over to the other one. Uh, but he is committed to 10% right now to his regular raw. Our company matches three-on-three three and then 50 cents on the dollar for the next two, up to $5. Uh, He is at 10%. I told him to back down to five so he gets the full match and then fund the Roth out of his excess that he was going to be putting into the other one. But he was wondering, would he have enough time to recoup the taxable event, uh, probably working another 20, 25 years, if he moved a portion out? And if you think he would, how much do you think would be a smart move?
1: Yeah, very good. And does he have the funds available to pay the tax without having to access that from uh, the 401K?
0: Uh, um, uh, Just for the sake of this argument, yes. But if he don't, then we'll know that, you know, that's going to have to come out of that also. Because he's he's 37, so he'd have to pay the penalty and the tax. Uh, So he's just wondering about being able to have enough time to recoup that. And I told him I wouldn't give Uncle Sam that money. I would just take my five, take my 401k down to five, and then take the Roth and bump it up to ten.
1: Yeah. Now both are 401ks. You're not talking about a Roth IRA. You're talking about the Roth 401k in addition to the traditional 401k. Correct. Correct.
0: And they're both okay. with our same yeah. importance.
1: Yeah okay, yeah. So a couple of thoughts here. I mean, I'd take full advantage of the match, whether it goes into the Roth or the traditional. Uh, I like the idea of him having both buckets available. Um, and so one idea would be just to say let's let's freeze the money that we had been putting in the traditional and just move, leave that there, let it continue to grow, and then start contributing moving forward into the Roth. Because as you said, with twenty years on his side, I like the idea of having tracks free growth. Now, what's unknown here. Mike, is where are taxes going to be uh, in retirement? Uh, Are they going to be higher or lower? Uh, If they're higher, then obviously you know, you would have the uh, the better option would be the Roth IRA because you're paying the today's tax rates. If they're lower because they've basically stayed the same and his income is dropping in retirement, well, then, you know, paying the, you know, tax at retirement would be a better option from the traditional. And so, you know, we just don't know. And so the idea behind having both growing for him um, is that, you know, he could choose which bucket to pull from at that time to depending on what makes the most sense. Now, one other interesting fact here is that, um, as a part of this omnibus spending bill, and we can debate whether or not that makes sense um, at a later time, but specifically related to 401Ks, some interesting things were in that that affect retirement accounts Currently, if you're contributing through a salary deferral as an employee to a Roth 401k, the match from your employer has to go to the traditional variety of the 401k. But as a part of this uh, this omnibus spending bill, starting in 2024, uh, the, the employer's contributions, the match, is allowed to go into the Roth as well. Uh, and so you'd, you'd have a hundred percent of, of what he was contributing going there. So I guess that might be a better option that doesn't create a taxable event, which is if he likes the Roth, and I would agree with 20 years on his side, you know, I like the tax free growth. What if he were to just leave what he has right where it is and then just start contributing his portion, uh, to the Roth? And then in 2024, he could have both his and the employer's match going into that Roth. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, hey, right now he's contributing fifteen percent to the traditional. <clears throat> so, would you just do five to capture the traditional match,
1: and then well, go
0: to the Roth ten?
1: Yeah, they don't give him the match on the on the uh, the Roth contributions.
0: Not yet. They may after this new bill uh, comes into effect, but right now well, they the, don't do a match on the Roth.
1: Okay. Well, you may want to just double check that uh, because you know, usually the match is not subject to whether you choose the Roth or the traditional. They match regardless. It's just that their match goes into the traditional, even though you're putting your salary deferral as an employee into the Roth. So what I, what I would suspect happens is if he were to call HR and say, listen, starting today, I want to put 15% into the Roth. They'd say, that's fine. We're going to match up to three. And then beyond that, 50 cents, on the dollar, our portion's going to go into the traditional IRA. You're still getting the match, but it's just going into the pre-tax version, and then come 2024, they'd be allowed to put it into the Roth if that's where he wanted it to go. Does that make sense? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that's probably the way it is. The the other thing to consider is not every company allows you to make a transfer to convert an existing traditional 401k to a Roth. So moving that money is not a given. Uh, They may not even let it. Uh, but I think the bottom line is perhaps the way to think about it is where do I want future contributions to go rather than creating a taxable event? And I would say, let's leave the money in the traditional right where it is. He starts putting 100% in the Roth, assuming they're going to match it, into the traditional. And then until uh, 2024, we stay on that track. And at that point, we can have everything going into the Roth 401k, which I think could be a, a great option. Listen, if he has any other questions, have him give us a call back. Thanks for checking with us. And that's going to do it for us today. And as we wrap up, I really want you to know how much I appreciate the time you invest with us each week. You're taking time to listen to this program and committing the principles we talk about each time to your financial life. And that lets me know the work we do here is worthwhile. And even though you hear my voice on the program, I'm not doing this alone. We have an incredible team that helps with research, handles the production of the program, develops great resources like the FaithFi app and the faithfi.com website, much of which we give away for free. And that wouldn't be possible without the financial support of listeners like you. If you're not yet one of our financial partners, but would like to be, would you visit our website, faithfi.com, that's faithfi.com, and click the give button to sign up. We'd certainly be grateful. In the meantime, please tell a friend about us, then make plans to join us again next time, right here on Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.